Welcome to 420 and 3Xs. It's the Smoke Show Podcast. I'm your host, Smokey, bringing you the realest conversations that we source live from you, our fans and listeners. This Smoke Show is a collaboration of hard work, our tough conversations, and global support. I direct the boat while you, the listeners, lift our sails and choose our final destination. We like to get real. We like to be vulnerable. We like to talk about real situations and relatable problems, interesting topics, and things that aren't often on the table for general conversation. I hope that you'll join us either live on our YouTube stream or later on on your favorite podcast platform when you have the chance. Get all our information at our website, smokylive.com. But while you're here, why don't you roll one up, kick up your feet, take a deep breath. We've created a safe space where you can come, relax, get cozy, and really be yourself. Find a space where you can open your mind, share your heart, and get ready to dive deep. It's my hope that these conversations we share will help each of us to create a better relationship and connection with ourselves and with each other. So let's get ready for the topic of the week. Let's go! Hey guys, I'm back. <laughs> it is Smokey V and I am here with another topic. This one, again, touches on the topic, the very broad topic of love. <laughs> this topic of love, however, is a little inside out. We are going to be exploring the concept of unconditional love. Does it exist? Is it a real thing? Is it attainable? Is it even healthy? We pose these questions to the stream. This is another collective group effort, guys. Thank you on Kick Live. And we ask these very specific questions. And really, not to give you a spoiler alert, but like, spoiler, we decided that there is always conditions to love. There is no such thing as unconditional love. Um, unless it's genetic. So this was pretty cool. Lots of different takes on this. Today's topic and podcast is titled The Conditions of Love. What are the conditions? What is unconditional? Is that acceptable? We dive right into it. Hope you guys are ready. So when we talk about love, we are often guided from a very young age to chase after certain types of love. Now, this starts when we're really little and we're young. Um, we're, We're chasing after the kind of love that's nurturing. We want love that brings approval. Um, we want to please the people we love. We start to go through all these different stages and eventually as we get older, and we understand the way of the world a little bit better. We are programmed to chase after and only accept unconditional love. That is the goal, right? Unconditional love. This concept is an interesting one to say the least. (laughs) In the instance of like the animal kingdom and biology and nature and science, unconditional love can be easily explained, can be easily defined, and we can find examples of it everywhere. For example, 
your dog. If you are not a jerk to your dog and you treat your dog right, your dog is going to love you unconditionally. Whether you fart in their face under the blankets, whether you come home extra late, whether you happen to forget their meal at dinner time, they will love you unconditionally. Every single time that you come home, they are going to greet you at the door. That is unconditional love in a sense, right? Um, having a child. If you are genetically well, mentally sound, um, you know, and you have a baby, you are probably, not guaranteed, but probably going to automatically love the small child that you created unconditionally, meaning if they poop outside of their diaper, if they keep you up all hours of the night, okay? Um, <laughs> if they have some kind of a medical condition that needs extra attention or extra time or extra care, you're going to love this child, your offspring, unconditionally. Now, it can also go outside of the rules of genetics um, when it comes to like child rearing and raising. Now, this does not have to be a genetic child, but you can love another person's child unconditionally, unconditionally also. Um, meaning that, you know, you're a foster child or adopted or just being cared for by another um, family member. This is unconditional love in this capacity. We're also told in religion and spirituality that unconditional love is a godlike or divine type of love. Here's my, my spin on this here. <laughs> I truly believe that the concept of unconditional love has been founded based in religion or in spirituality. Basically saying that we need as human beings to leave the humanness aside and to try to chase after this concept or ideal for unconditional love, like our creator, quote unquote, our God, quote unquote, whoever you may believe in has done for us because they love us unconditionally. But is this realistic? Is this true? If we are a bunch of humans running around, <laughs> attempting to be a bunch of gods and to love divinely, something to me just seems like a plan or a recipe for disaster. <laughs> there is not very much godlike about us as humans. There are a few things and there are different belief systems and different, you know, and I won't get into that based on, you know, your theology or your perspective or perception. You're welcome to believe in whatever you would like to. I am not here to change it. You have survived this many years of your life believing what you believe. So who the fuck am I to change it? <laughs> but, 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 but to me, the concept of unconditional love is totally unattainable unless it's a genetic source of caregiver love, which is that of, you know, a parent or a guardian or, um, you know, somebody who's actually providing guidance when it becomes, which to me is an un, it's an unequal exchange of love. Okay. So if you're loving down, let's say you're loving down, you're on the higher stand, you're literally taller, bigger, more experienced, wiser, and you are passing love down to someone smaller than you, someone who may not be as experienced, who may not know what you're talking about, it's easier to love down. Okay.
okay? Because we're helping people. But we're talking about equal love. Equal love where no one is at more of an advantage or any less of a disadvantage. We are equal. We are equivalent. We have the same capacity and we are now trying to love unconditionally. Okay. I think it's easier to love unconditionally when we know that the person we're loving might not succeed or they might not be able to do what we're doing. They may not be evolved there yet. They may not have been matured. It's easier to provide forgiveness and patience and the ability to keep loving them despite their lack of knowledge. But when we are in an equal situation, and in this sense, this means um, peer-to-peer, this means coworkers, and this means romance. This can also mean family members, um, spouses, best friends. When you're in a situation where the love should be from equal experience, equal wisdom, equal intent, then we expect that love is a two-way street. (laughs) It should be 50-50 or some argue 100-100, right? But love is a multifaceted phenomenon. And it may go two ways, but I think that would be limiting to how big of a feeling, of an experience, of an actual phenomenon that love is. So we have to kind of look at it a little bit larger. You know, the idea and the ideal is unconditional love. That's what we're taught. But is that attainable as a human being when you're person to person, level to level, you guys are toe to toe? Is it actually possible to love someone unconditionally? And what would that look like? To me, this seems like an impossible concept. Um, As we talked about it in the stream, not only did we decide that it was probably impossible or unattainable, it's highly unlikely. And perhaps if we actually did abide by the rules of unconditional love, loving without condition, loving without guidelines, without limits, without boundaries, that it could actually be a very toxic concept. Not only is it unrealistic and probably unattainable, but it could be really, really damaging if you really jump into and throw yourself into it the way that it is defined. So some of our questions that we had were to define some of this. What are some universal conditions of love? What are conditions that are there, concepts that keep love, love, right? Basically, keep love in its container. (laughs) Some of the conditions um, that we talked about were really basic ones and super general, but everyone seemed to agree. And I think that they were um, easily acknowledged. So this is global concepts. These are people worldwide throughout the stream. And we agreed that there are some universal conditions that everyone understands that love cannot exist without the following ingredients. The first being respect. Love has to come from a place of respect. It is really hard to love someone at all if you don't respect them. Now, that can include yourself. If you don't respect yourself, it's really hard to love who you are as a person. Um, If you don't respect authority, you are not going to love the safety it provides. You know, there's all sorts of ways that this can express. But without respect, there's no way to build a foundation for love. Likewise, trust. Trust is so important uh, because 
you can go back to it. You can fall back on there is no insecurity, uncertainty. There's no self-protection. It's just you're able to trust the situation for what it is. It doesn't mean that it's good or bad. It just means that what you see is what you get and there will be no surprises. That is a very firm foundation for love. (laughs) Love is not chaos or unexpected turmoil. It's just really not. Um, It's not rigid. It's not structure, but it's not something that's going to make you confused or throw you off balance. With that said, that was another basis, a universal condition for love is balance, that equal exchange. Now, when it comes to balance here, we're not talking about just a two-way street. We're talking about a balanced biome, let's pretend, like a whole ecosystem of love that surrounds you. (laughs) It needs to be balanced. That means the amount of love you're getting is the same amount you're able to output. Nobody is draining you. Nobody is costing you anything like any resources, money, time, sleep, patience, sanity, etc. There's no confusion there. It's balanced. It's not perfect, just balanced. The last universal truth about love, and I'm not sure if this is really a foundation for love, but it definitely is an indication of love. Um, And I think it kind of hops and rides the line there. The last one here was actually about growth. Growth. So not having any kind of stagnation or any kind of delay. Um, It's mutual support that provides productivity for all parties involved, right? Like it's productive. It's beneficial to everyone. So these were our universal conditions of love, right? So we've got trust, respect, balance, and growth. Those seem pretty easy. There's nothing here that should be surprising, whether it's a small child, an animal, or, you know, 50-year marriage, you're going to see in any love that there is trust, respect, balance, and growth. Once one of those things ends up not happening, it throws the whole foundation off and that love becomes wonky. That love may disappear. It may change. So these are the the basic conditions, right? Here's our foundations. Now we did talk about the genetics as an impact. So, you know, if you have a family member, you are more likely to love that person unconditionally because you know them longer. You may trust them more. You may have more of those founding principles or foundation concepts because you know them and they share your genetics. However, that does not mean it's a guarantee. There are plenty of moms who push babies out and do not treat them with love or care. There are many people who um, have parents that just didn't care about them, did not show any work or any effort. They didn't show up at all, perhaps. This is, you know, there's obviously exceptions to every rule. So just because an animal has an offspring in the wild does not mean that that mother is not going to eat her baby. (laughs) Basically is what I'm getting down to. This is not a universal truth. This is a concept. Okay. So the trust, respect, balance, and growth. Genetics definitely have an impact on it, um, whether you're more willing to forgive or to lessen those conditions. There's also also three different types of love that we addressed. This is always a big one. Whenever we talk about unconditional love or love in general, we love to throw these three words around. So we're going to actually introduce them into the podcast today. But these are three Greek words for three different types of love. Now, there's a lot of different concepts off of um, this philosophy 
of there being different types of love. There are other philosophies that are not Greek that are more modern. Um, but this is really, I think, a founding principle. And it's been around for so long that we um, really, it still resonates. So the three that we like to talk about is phylos, eros, and agape. These are three forms of love in ancient Greece. Um, and they're different. In English, we only really have one word for love. We can define it in different ways like compassion or kindness or enjoyment or passion or romance. But that's one word to cover all of those things. So <laughs> we need a little bit more to define that. Here in um, in Greek, they decide in Greece, ancient Greece, they decide that phylos, phylos is a love that's brotherly love. Eros is erotic love. And agape is that unconditional, all-encompassing love, this love without conditions. It's all aspects. Um, so this concept is also here. It's based in ancient times that this is an attainable type of love. But I think the way we define it has now changed. Like I said, religion talks about unconditional love. Like it's something we need to sacrifice our our whole person for. We need to sacrifice. We need to kill it, dead it. Let's move it on and just take this and in the name of love, keep moving forward. I think that that's a very submissive, manipulative tactic to kind of be like, hey, you need to set yourself aside and love harder. I don't really think that that's what the agape love meant in uh, ancient Greece, but it may be what it means now. <laughs> but that's my perspective. Um, one of the things about unconditional love is that basically, if you have unconditional love, you're basically saying that no boundaries exist, that you can do, say, be, act, however you would like without any consequence. Uh, there is no other condition for this. Um, you could hurt me. You can do whatever it may be. And because I love you unconditionally, I will always forgive you. We will always move forward. We will forget and we'll start over. It is a beautiful, beautiful concept, right? It's a divine concept. Does it exist? Absolutely. I think in divinity, in the spirit realm, in the human one, however, I think it's really unlikely. I think conditions actually keep us safe in love and in life, I think conditions are boundaries. When we love without conditions, we're allowing ourselves to give our very precious gift of love out to anybody, right? We have it. It's special. We hand it out. It gets run out, used, abused, taken advantage of. And then we're empty and we're sad and we're heartbroken and we're damaged. And we're not feeling very resilient or appreciated. Love without boundaries can be very dangerous. The conditions that we have for them should be very specific ones. They should be very important boundaries, limits, clear definitions that we have to keep ourselves safe. Some of these conditions were dishonesty, manipulation, abuse, disrespect. If these things exist, love cannot, right? These are not acts of love. They're the, the exact opposite. So for us to allow these things to happen without condition, 
is not actually building love or helping it grow. We're moving towards any condition. It's depleting us. It's where it's totally counterproductive. It's counterintuitive. The whole thing's backwards. So if this is the case, then how do we set clear conditions that can both be protection and keep us from being non-toxic? It's really important that we get clear on this. And when we have boundaries and we have limits and we have conditions that they are not selfish, this is where selfless love still comes. These are not selfish ideas, but they're not selfless. Selfless love means love without regard to yourself. That is not safe or healthy, I don't believe, (laughs) when we do anything that is not in regard to ourself. We need to figure that out. We need to figure out if what we're doing is worth it for us. Is there some part of self in here that can make it fitting for myself and also for the other parties involved? Selfless love is not wise. It's silly. So where can we protect ourselves and how can we create these conditions without limiting our interactions, our relationships, and our friendships? We need to get clear on them. We need to get clear on our conditions. Now we can say things like we had said, you know, uh, dishonesty. Uh, cheating, not being loyal. These are things, these are conditions that if they're broken, I'm not going to tolerate it. And those are easy to say because they have titles, but it's very rare that we experience those things so blatantly. Now, sometimes we do, and it hits us right in the face. I mean, there's no denying it. Other times, it's a little bit easier. It sneaks in there. And because we love the person, we let it slide because it wasn't blatantly dishonest. They just left out some truth. It wasn't really cheating. They were only talking on Snap. They didn't actually manipulate me. I let them do it. Okay. These are the same concepts that would be that we came up collectively as hard barriers, hard boundaries, conditions of love that we cannot love with these acts that are opposite of love. They're the antithesis. But yet we find ourselves in these situations where it becomes normalized, where we accept it. So really important to set up clear, clear red flags, clear limits with actual everyday situations so that when they happen, you can see them for what they are. For example, (laughs) when they start hiding their phone, I'm going to say something. This is a condition for me. That hiding of the phone feels suspicious and perhaps like there's some disloyalty. So when they hide their phone, I'm going to be on guard. That's a condition. Condition could be they've cheated on me before. If I find out that this is happening, our relationship is over. That's a condition of love. You can love that person. They can be the father of your children. They could be the mother of your children. They could be whomever, somebody that you love, your married partner. And if they're cheating on you, No matter how much you love them, that is a condition of love. That's a limit, right? For me personally, I do not like to lose the sense of self. So as soon as I don't like who I am when I'm with somebody, that's a condition for me. I can't accept not being myself. Like I I just can't shelf it. That's not, (laughs) and you guys know, you hear me, you hear my voice, you see my streams, you watch my snaps. I do not contain myself. 
So if I'm feeling like I'm losing myself or I don't approve of the version of who I am with this person, then that's my condition. I got to go. Another condition we came up with or example would be name calling. Disrespect is something that is not a sign of love. It's the antithesis. It is a condition of love then for us to have respect. Disrespect would be a condition. A clear example would be name calling. When they call me a name, when it becomes derogatory to the point where they are calling me something other than I am, I'm no longer held in their highest regard. This is disrespect. So now when that situation happens, you're not questioning, oh, you know, he, he was just having a bad day. He was real hungry, you know, and he just wasn't in his, his right mind. It's going to be okay. Or when this happens, I know that this is disrespect and this is not a sign of love. This is about getting clear on love. It's about setting conditions that are healthy for you and for the people around you. It is not telling you that you need to stay or go. I'm giving you no advice of what to do once you realize these, but to set up these conditions keeps you in a safer place. These clear examples help you know where your limits are. These conditions are for safety. They're for respect. They are to create stronger bonds and connections with the people we care about not weaker ones, not limited ones. They provide actual parameters for personal growth. If we're not going to accept lying or dishonesty, if that is a limit or a condition of love, it keeps the dishonesty and the drama at bay. It prevents that person who's the liar from needing to lie. It prevents you from having to listen to it. Lying is a condition. I can't deal with that. Now, what does this mean? If it's preventing toxicity, um, what kind of toxicity can happen? Like, what are we talking about? If we don't have these parameters, these conditions of love in place, what can happen? What is the worst case scenario? <laughs> now, this is a landslide, mudslide down to the bottom of the pits. It goes fast. If you don't have boundaries, you become an enabler. Now, you could be enabling anything. You could be enabling your own disrespect. You could be enabling poor financial decisions. You could be enabling someone's poor habits, um, a lack of self-care and neglect. It could be on and on, okay? But it could be enabling. It also can start codependence. We talk a lot about codependence in this podcast and on the stream, codependence is when you are getting your full affirmation, validation, and fulfillment from one other person. Now, maybe not your full, but I would say 85%. It is not external validation from the masses. It's from one human. Um, and you end up not being able to really be yourself unless you're with this other person. Some people like it. It really can be an interesting um, situation to hack. And it can be seen as absolutely toxic. Manipulation is another thing that can happen. If we let these games go, if we let the disrespect go, if we let the dishonesty go, the lack of loyalty, um, the lack of communication, just the disregard, hmm, we can also allow gaslighting. We can allow mental games. We can second guess ourselves. This is manipulation. And ultimately... If we don't let take care of this, this toxicity breeds disrespect. And that was the number one foundation or prerequisite for love. Unconditional love, true love, valid love. 
non-toxic love was respect. So if we don't take care of these things, they ultimately breed disrespect. So you're fighting against yourself. So to have conditions is actually keeping love on track. It is keeping love in check. It is keeping you and your partner accountable. These parameters and conditions of love are conditions that are set in the name of love, not to limit love, but to let it flourish. So the way that we looked at this is, let's say it's your mom, it's your sister, it's your child, and they've pulled something that is not an indicator of love. They have straight up robbed you. Lying, cheating, and stealing. Beastie boys, you right out. <laughs> I don't think that was lying. No, rhyming, robbing, and stealing. <laughs> I had to think about it. Um, but whoever it is, this person that should love you unconditionally, that you should love unconditionally yourself, has done some serious wrong to you. They've disrespected you, disregarded you as a human. They are not caring about your feelings. And it's become something that's toxic, right? You're aware of this. How do you just not love this person, right? Like, here's the condition. They blew right through it. They don't care. I can't cut them out. You know, we're genetically attached. Like, we're stuck together. What do I do? <laughs> so we talked about love as a shape. This was interesting. So if love was a shape, we chose two different ones. If it is a two-dimensional shape, it would be a triangle. And this is a concept. It's based on the book, um, The Triangles of Love or The Triangle of Love. Um, this concept has the idea of basically the same idea with the, the Greek forms of love. Um, they're more modernized, but having basically that passion or sensual love, the brotherly love, and then the unconditional love, each at a corner. And then all forms of love fall in between. So if you're halfway between brotherly love and um, unconditional love, then you're talking about, you know, like a parent to child type thing. If you're halfway between sensual love and brotherly love, then it's more of like a romantic partner. So it's a blending on each point. Okay, that's a two-dimensional shape. So there's three different kinds that you can blend together and they form all sorts of various forms of love. If we take it as a three-dimensional shape, we look at it as a sphere. Now, if it's a sphere, we're going to put you in the middle of it <laughs> because love should benefit the self. This is not manipulation, but true love requires awareness and growth. With both awareness and growth, there's a third ingredient, acceptance. And you can truly love yourself. Now, if you love yourself and you understand these three concepts, it gives you the capacity to love others fully, wholly. Now, you can love not to a full capacity without loving yourself. You can care a great deal for someone. But if you love someone more than yourself, then you've taken yourself out of the center of the sphere. So for sake of this explanation, you are going to be the center of the sphere. Now, this will be a visual description of healthy love, love with boundaries. When we place ourselves in the center and we build love around us, it can become a stable biome, a little ecosystem of love. It can be balanced like we discussed at the beginning. 
So if you're the center and love is a sphere around you and this person, this family member, Beastie Boy, you right out, they've blown through all of your conditions of love, then where do you keep them according to the vicinity, right? They just hurt you. They're not somebody that you should trust or invest your time in. However, they are someone that you should love and that you do love. So we keep them a little bit at arm's length, don't we? Now, this person you may have trusted with your whole life prior to this situation, but at this current point in time, they have proven the opposite of safety and success for you. So we're going to keep them at arm's length. This is the same concept in the sphere. Now, the conditions of love act as filters or barriers around you. So we have this large sphere, as big as your love could possibly be. It could be as big as a house. It could be as big as a mountain. But as you get closer to you, you're going to have, kind of like nesting dolls, smaller spheres inside. Each sphere is a condition of love. It could be the first condition, the first sphere, the first level or layer or membrane that the love would have to pass through would be respect, like we talked about. That would be the first layer. You respect this person because they're your mom. You respect this person because they're your boss or they've been your friend for a million years. That immediately lets them into the sphere of love around you. Now, the next layer, there might be another sphere or membrane they need to go through in order to get closer to you. This next condition may be that of trust. Now, if someone that you love has broken your trust, you're not going to throw your love out. You're just going to keep them outside of that membrane at an arm's length. So the next layer after trust, let's say someone makes it through respect, they have earned your trust. Now they've come to honesty and communication. They're willing to communicate with you. So, you know, this, this mom, for lack of a better description, you know, you love her, but she didn't hold your trust. So therefore we're keeping her outside the first layer. But this next person that you've met, you know, this is, this is your sister or your brother and they respect you. And you can trust them and they've made it to that next step, but they are a terrible communicator. In fact, no matter what you say, it gets flipped around, totally gets flipped around. They never can get it right. They're always expressing you as someone that you are not such a pain in the butt. They're not going to be someone that makes it through that next condition. Now they are still in your sphere of love. They are closer to you. You trust them. You respect them but they have not had open, honest communication. So they're outside of that condition. Now, somebody else who makes it through that condition, maybe somebody like a best friend, a confidant, a spouse. Um, it could be someone that has proven themselves and does communicate with you. A best friend is a great example. They've made it through all of those layers. You can also communicate with them. They've made it in. Now the next layer would then be vulnerability, sensuality. You could pick whatever. Now understand that these limits that we have, these conditions are personal to you. Now they're the universal ones, which I'm using now, but there are personal conditions that you can instill as a membrane or a layer that prevents people from getting too close. Now, that is your responsibility to create these membranes. It does not mean you are withholding love from anyone because the amount of love in this sphere is the same from the outside to the inside. It is a balanced sphere. There is no limit here, right? It is fully the same amount of love. However, the proximity, the distance that you are allowing people to come to you within this sphere is totally up to you. 
This is not being selfless. This is being safe. These are standards. These conditions of love keep us protected and they keep a balance. This is what keeps the sphere a sphere. So when we don't have these conditions and we have all this love just blowing around in this big old bubble and people are able to come and get close to us and screw us over or lie or manipulate, it can really hurt. That's why conditions are so important. The conditions are not saying that I will not love you if you do this. They are saying that I will not let you come closer to me if you behave in this way. Does this make sense? I hope this makes sense because this was huge for us. Um, just finding that unconditional love is just such an unattainable thing and not just unattainable, but it can be such a toxic concept that you'll be chasing it forever. Like, why don't you love me? Why haven't you loved me? You said you loved me in the beginning. You said you would love me for who I am. Why do you still not love me? You're supposed to love me unconditionally. It is my hope that with these conversations that they will simply inspire you to open your mind and to rethink some of the basics that we've been programmed with. Decide what parts resonate with you and what you're really chasing after. If it's something that you are dead set on and you know exists, then please, by all means, go manifest it and chase it, regardless of what it looks like. If you believe in it and it's in the name of love, then I encourage you in your direction. I also encourage you to love safely, to love with limits for your own sanity, for everyone's protection, but then to love out loud. Just because we need to have boundaries and safety and barriers does not mean that it needs to keep love out or be limited. We don't need to water it down. When we create a safe space or a safe filter or system around ourselves, it actually allows love to flow more freely. There's less risk, there's less fear, and there's a lot more compassion and acceptance. So this was a pretty cool topic. I really enjoyed your interactions. Um, it has just been monumental, the amount of um, support that I've gotten from you guys. The live stream has just taken off. It's amazing. Um, a few updates for 420 and 3Xs at this point. Um, we are live streaming on YouTube. We had it set up. Um, <laughs> I would like to be able to publish some of the recordings that we do on the live stream here. So there will be some live podcast recordings. Um, that was super exciting. We've also opened a merch store on the website. The website is a lot more interactive now. If you guys haven't checked it out, I highly recommend that you do. Um, we have, like I said, we have all the apparel and things up there. Um, we also have all of the links. So you can find us on the YouTube channel. So you can find us on the live streams and you can find the published episodes. All of the word of mouth referrals are blowing me away. I am so grateful for each of you and all of you who take the time to listen to this worldwide. <laughs> I am even more thankful for those of you who join me each day um, and each night at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Kick Live for group love. Group Love is our stream where we cite all of this information, where we really get down deep, philosophical, and unconventional, and we talk about some real shit. 
<laughs> it's been a lot of fun. Um, if you would like to join, I highly recommend it that you do. You can download the app. You can hop on and join with us. Basically, what we are creating is an ecosystem ourselves of love. So you can come as you are. You can join the conversation. If you come into the stream, please take some time to introduce yourself, to let us know that you're there, to actually get involved. We like to hear what you have to say, whether that's on video or just sharing the stream. But it's really cool when we can all kind of connect with relatable topics worldwide and have an unbiased soundboard. Literally, that's what it is. We don't know each other outside of the stream, but we have relatable situations. And it's been so awe-inspiring to speak with each of you, to hear each of you um, be vulnerable and bring your concerns, your day-to-day -day struggles, your issues that you're seeking clarity for, even when you're just excited about something. It could be something that you just feel really like lame sharing with people that you know, because it's not that cool to them. If it's cool to you, bring it up and we celebrate. We are here because we're unbiased. We are strangers. So if you need a fresh perspective and you want the truth, our stream has it. <laughs> None of us are professionals, although some of us are, um, but we're not working as professionals. I am not a therapist. I'm not a counselor. I am not qualified to be giving anyone extreme advice <laughs> life love advice but I am here to hold the conversation down and to tie together the notes at the end of the day so all of these discoveries concepts and topics have been sourced from you the people <laughs> and I'm so thankful for that if you guys have a topic that you want to discuss then feel free to submit it either on the website or you can reach out to me directly through Instagram Snapchat kick there's so many different ways to get a hold of me now oh my god there's so many ways <laughs> So it really shouldn't be hard. Um, our Instagram is brand new. One of our bouncers on the stream created it. It gives us a more central place to communicate and to keep up to date with announcements. So if you guys can add the Instagram, it is at Smokey V S M O K Y underscore V E E four two zero. So it's at Smokey V four twenty underscore between Smokey and V. That's the Instagram. If you hit me there and you can add there, that would be awesome. It's a brand new Instagram that just started this week. So we're babies. <laughs> we're getting our feet wet. Um, but all of the links are there. So all of the information is there as well. So I just want to thank you guys again. It's been so cool. This is such an exciting ride to be on with you. It's been awesome to see the support, the love. Um, it's really cool to see where this is going to go. So until next time, we will continue creating a safe space for all on the metaverse, <laughs> encouraging better connection. Thank you, guys. Thanks again, guys, for tuning in and joining us for the Smoke Show podcast. Super grateful for another episode and for each one of you. Not only the current listeners, but the people who come in on stream, who bring their ideas, their stories, their insight, the people who check in and encourage each other between episodes, and for my moderator team, who keeps us a safe space when we're recording and keeps the show running long after the cameras are off. It's my hope that you guys can take a little something from this, reach out, interact, and build 
better connections with yourselves and each other. You guys are the realest and the reason that I'm doing this. And I assure you that I am learning far more from you than you are from me. So your knowledge and your presence is invaluable. If you've enjoyed this episode, please make sure that you have hit the favorites. Save us so that you can come back and revisit or come and see and check out future episodes. If you'd like to join us live on stream, join us on YouTube or on my other streaming platforms each week. You can find the details at smokylive.com. S-M-O-K-E-Y-L-I-V-E.com. Find me there and you can ask me direct questions. You can find our Instagram updates on the latest contests, the news, and upcoming episodes. Thanks again, guys. Until next week. 